we don't have the bandwidth to have like a separate demo environment set up, you know, so like I have to do it live. And that's often the case, just to be clear. I mean, like, I know that when companies get much bigger, they try to set up like these demo environments and stuff, but you know, that's never as good as like actually the product because the product's always changing, evolving new features. And then like the demo doesn't keep up. So then you're like toggling back and forth. Sometimes you're stuck doing like Figma screens or like sketch files or whatever, but then that's a shitty experience. Too. <laughs> yeah, like, screenshots. Yeah, screenshots. And so, because that's not a something, I mean, you know, you're selling a web product. It, it'd be like selling a car by, on the car lot by like pointing to a picture of it. Hey everyone, George Soto here, and you're tuning in to Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by my friend Sahil Mansuri, who is the CEO at Bravado. He's been in SaaS for a long time. Sahil, how are you, brother? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's it's funny because my body is like feeling energized right now. Like right after that conversation that we just had before this uh, actual session, so thank you for that. We'll catch up a, another. Yeah, time. that was fun. It's good to it's good to catch up on life and uh, the fact that sales can be a grind, and then you come out the other side, and sometimes you find a little peace, you know. For sure, which is the name of the game. Not ha extreme happiness, not extreme sadness, but peace in the middle, right? Well, why don't you tell folks a little bit about your career background? How did you get into SaaS and sales? I know it's a it's been a long journey for you. Yeah, I mean, the short version is I worked in um, politics during college. I worked on the Obama campaign doing what was known as field operations, but was really just sales in a different format. Um, we weren't selling a product so much as we we're selling the vote and the candidate and the dream. Um, and so, you know, at, at its peak, I was probably managing a thousand uh, reps on phones uh, and about 2000 folks um, door to door. And I really fell in love with the idea of having a, uh, like a really engaging uh, conversation with a stranger and getting them to open up. And, you know, you're talking about all kinds of things like you know, people, you know, women's right to choose the gun control, you know, social security, healthcare, and really personal topics that you're engaging with folks on and how you lead with empathy, how you build trust, how you build rapport, how you listen to the other person and engage them with respect. And then I got into B2B SaaS and all of that training came in really handy, but it was really foreign to the world of SaaS, you know, like a lot of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Wolf of Wall Street, like do whatever, say whatever to get the deal done. And I feel like the training that I had in um, working on the Obama campaign was super instrumental for me to, you know, bring the same empathy, the same approach, the same uh, kind of respect and, and research and, you know, kind of knowing your, your stuff before you get on the phone with someone um, to, to SaaS been in sales my entire career, was a full cycle rep when I first started, sales manager, director of sales, VP of sales, CRO, uh, VP of sales and marketing, ran product marketing, ran product, um, and then eventually found my way to building Bravado, which is a professional network for sales. So even as a CEO, you know, I still am surrounded by 85,000 plus uh, members, all of whom are in sales um, on a daily basis. And, you know, sales is my passion. I love it. And, uh, excited to nerd out more with you. 
Nice. Kudos. Well, I know you're CEO now, but you're still also an active salesperson at Bravado right now. So, you know, I know you're going through these motions all the time. As a longtime sales professional, leader, carry the bag, where do you typically go to produce a demo and kind of what's that process look like? Yeah, well, before, before answering your question specifically, let me say that every CEO is a salesperson. There's no CEO at any company that isn't in sales because all you're doing is selling candidates, you're selling investors, you're selling your employees. You're, I mean, like on a daily basis, your life is governed by building trust, listening to people, building rapport, you know, kind of building conviction and whatnot. Um, so I think the perfect training ground to be a CEO is actually to be in sales. And I think there's many great sales reps out there who will make amazing future CEOs. Um, and I'm excited to see that. Uh, to answer your question specifically, yeah, I mean, it's hard, despite my team's best efforts to get me out of it. I love sales and I love doing the, the, the dance. So I still love to do the demos at Bravado when we're trying to bring on a new customer. Um, you know, we just do it live on the product. So, you know, I'm happy to show you, but basically we bring people live to our site um, and go through the actual process um, there and then. So it's like not, there isn't a demo environment per se. It's just like literally happening on the site. Now in the past, you know, let's say for example, at Viral, you know, what, what was the experience like in terms of getting that demo spun up and who did you go to the engineering team? Did you go to like sales engineering? Like, what does that typically look like for you? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's always really tricky because the product continues to evolve and change. And then you've got your demo that you're trying to run. I mean, I run into this problem at Bravado. It's, I don't need to talk about viral. I'll tell you what we do today. Like we do it live on the site, but there's shortcomings to that, you know, because we are like, so basically the, the product that we sell just for some context is kind of like a live inventory marketplace, you know, so kind of think of like Airbnb, right? Like, so Airbnb listings get booked up, right? And the same thing happens on Bravado, except we're selling warm intros. So we're selling like leads and meetings to companies. And so maybe like, you know, I checked two hours ago and there was a meeting with the VP of sales at Box, you know, that was the first thing there. Well, if two hours later I'm doing a demo, that meeting might not be there anymore because um, someone already booked it. And so it can be tricky because when you're dealing with live inventory, you know, you're trying to give people a representative sample of what the experience is going to be like, but, you know, it, it, it's difficult. And we don't have the bandwidth. I mean, Bravado is 30 employees and our engineering roadmap is, you know, pretty aggressive. And so, you know, we don't have the bandwidth to have like a separate demo environment set up, you know, so like I have to do it live. And that's often the case, just to be clear. I mean, like, I know that when companies get much bigger, they try to set up like these demo environments and stuff, but, you know, that's never as good as like actually the product because the product's always changing, evolving new features. And then like the demo doesn't keep up. So then you're like toggling back and forth. Sometimes you're stuck doing like Figma screens or like sketch files or whatever, but then that's a shitty experience. Too. <laughs> yeah, screenshots. Yeah, screenshots and stuff. Cause that's not a, something, I mean, you know, you're selling a web product. It, it, it'd be like selling a car by on the car lot, by like pointing to a picture of it, you know, like put me in the car, why am I on the lot? You know, like it's the same concept. Like you, you want to show them the product if it's a SaaS product. And so I think it's a real problem for, you know, that I've faced multiple times in my career at previous organizations, we've had to deal with going to engineering, stealing resources, keeping it updated, um, 
at Bravado, we just do it live and that comes with its own challenges as well. Well, so how did you overcome those issues? I mean, did you just kind of accept them and say, okay, well, we're going to deal with having to go and fight for resources and it was always a struggle or were you able to figure out clever ways to kind of, you know, not piss off the the engineering team and no, there's no way customer. there's no way engineering resources are going to be dedicated to the sales demo you know because like it, look there's no perfect i mean this is why i think what reprise is doing is sick but like you know it, it's an imperfect solution no matter where you turn if you're doing sketch files you get the exact image you want but not the live experience if you're doing the live experience uh then there's uh all sorts of weirdness that can happen live that you can't control that you can't like have a predictable experience for all of your reps and if you're doing it in a demo environment it's hard to maintain and you know it doesn't stay up with the latest features so across the board you're always running into problems here um I have not worked at a company in, and I've worked at like six pretty decent organizations uh, in my career. I've never worked at a company where we figured this out well. The closest that we ever got was at Glassdoor. And at Glassdoor, what we did was we would show live product screens, but the pages were somewhat, so like we basically had like certain uh, like pages that you would go to in order to demo certain features. Um, but it was still difficult because you couldn't personalize it. So like the problem would be like, let's say Facebook was one of our customers, right? And so like anytime we wanted to show a specific product, we'd bring them to the Facebook page. But like, let's say we were doing a pitch with Coca-Cola. Like I'd much rather bring them to the Pepsi page, you know, cause like that's a lot more relevant. But like if Pepsi's wasn't set up properly, then I'd still have to bring them to Facebook and like then Facebook's less relevant cause then Coke's like, well, we're a CPG brand. And so like, there's always issues with that. Um, for sure. And I think it's like an annoying problem. Nice. Well, thank you for saying the kind words about Reprise here. I know we're definitely super excited. Let's talk a little bit about strategy and tactical stuff real quick. You know, what are some of the best practices that you've experienced on your end, but also uh, deployed as a leader around onboarding and training reps to stay focused on the not only just you know, showing the right uh, demo, but also the right steps and not doing what a lot of folks will do is, you know, go and show the entire kitchen sink and lose the, the prospects quickly. Yeah, I mean, look, this is another really annoying problem because on the one hand, you want sales reps to personalize the experience to the prospect and to the customer. You want them to listen to the, you know, all the questions they had in discovery and then show them very specific features that map to that. You want them to show relevant examples, you know, like the Coke, Pepsi, Facebook, one I just described. Um, you want a lot of things. The problem is it's hard to do a lot of things at scale. You know, like your best reps can do it all the time. Your worst reps are never going to do it. But everyone in the middle is going to do it infrequently. So sometimes they're going to stick to the script and, and then that's not going to be personalized enough. Sometimes they're going to personalize their own miss key features, um, or maybe they're going to give the wrong part of the wrong screen or whatever. So this is always a problem as a sales leader is, is getting the right level of scripting and constancy on the demo and the and the experience to the product so that, you know, if you get Janet versus Jane versus, you know, Will on the team that like, it doesn't matter because they're all equally competent and can equally close a deal versus if you're talking to Coca-Cola versus Facebook, can you personalize the pitch enough? And th those are kind of like opposing forces, you know? And so 
I think it's always a balancing act between allowing the person to go off script enough versus not giving them too much freedom to where they're like dropping the ball and making mistakes. Nice. Now, do you see a difference between the demo that the SDR or BDR will do versus the AE's demo versus the SE's demo? And, and if you do, what are some of those nuances that really sort of distinguish one from the other? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really interesting question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think when SDRs and folks who are more junior in their career do a demo, they tend to, there's two big, two, two signs that someone's new to doing demos. One is their inability to incorporate what you just said in discovery or needs analysis into the demo. So the demo is somewhat ir irrelevant or, or is only partially relevant to the needs of the customer. An account executive is going to be really good at actually giving a contextually relevant demo, but they tend to struggle with the more technical questions. So then what, what happens when I, you know, you show me that when I click this, this happens. And I'm like, well, instead of clicking that, what if I right click it? You know, or what if instead of wanting to map this exact feature, I want to map that feature? And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, well, let me get back to you. And then that can kill the, the vibe. The SE tends to do have all the technical parts, but sometimes their demos are boring, you know, because like they get way too technical with it. Um, and then, you know, you don't like the thing is, it's called a demo. You know, it's not a product training. Right. And I think the difference Absolutely. Between those two can be can be lost. Like I'm I'm reminded of like when you go to a Costco, when we used to do things like go to Costco's, um, when you go to a Costco. Yeah, back then. Uh, yeah, back, back, back in a different era of humanity. Um, you know, you would go and uh, there would be like a blender demo if you've ever seen that. Like there'll be like the person who's like throwing random shit into a blender and like tomato soup comes out and like whatever guacamole comes out or whatever. You know, that's the point of a demo, you know, it's to show you what is possible, like what it could be and the multiple ways in which it's possible. The point of a demo isn't to give you like, tell you that the, the exact thickness of the blade or how many horsepower the motor is or whatever, like a demo is supposed to be inspirational in some ways. And I think getting that right can be really tricky. Awesome. So he'll... Last question, don't want to hold you up anymore, especially because we spent 20 minutes talking about spirituality and life beforehand. I know you're a busy guy. What's one tip that you would give uh, leaders out there, sales leaders, uh, SE leaders around improving their demo today, something super actionable? Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that I would hearken back on, again, to not to revisit the old point, but it's that the point of a demo is to showcase possibility. It's not a training on the product. You know, people love to say things like, um, oh, we have the best in class feature. We tend to, you know, we can get you up and running in 20 minutes faster or like, you know, it's 10x easier to implement or whatever. And it's just like too technical, you know, and it's, at its core, the, the job of doing a product demo is to, it's kind of like a magic show, you know, where like part of it is like, you don't like explain exactly how the trick is done. You know, you kind of captivate the person's imagination. I think a great sales demo is part entertaining, part informative, and part inspirational. 
And I think that we tend to get the, the, the educational part right. Uh, you know, we sometimes get the humor part right, sometimes not. But I think the inspirational part gets lost sometimes. And so I think if there was one tactical piece of advice I would give is like, what is that one moment that you're going to drop for every single prospect that makes them go, whoa, that's really cool. You know, like they just need to say it once. They don't, it doesn't need to be like, a, you know, all frilly, whatever. But there needs to be that one moment when the customer goes like, whoa, that's awesome. And that's when you know you've got them. You know, like you gotta, you gotta have that moment. So try to build a little magic into your demo. Awesome. Build magic into the demo. I love it. Sahil, thank you so much for your time. If folks want to like learn more about Bravado or maybe follow your great content on social, what are the URLs or channels they should go to? Huh. They should, they should reconsider their choices in life. But if they, <laughs> if they still after that want to do that, yeah, they can just go to bravado.co. Um, and then I'm always hanging out in the war room. So come hit me up and I'll be around. Cool. Well, have a great night. Thanks so much again, man. Yeah, take care, brother.